Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy fucking Friday morning. Hope you guys are doing all right. This is number 86, and uh, here we are. Still going strong. Got to keep on keeping on, baby. Um, what's going on in the world? I don't know. Tar Heels play tomorrow. We're going to be playing the Duke Blue Devils. Maybe we can pull that game out. <clears throat> and then we got the tournament. And then maybe we'll make it into the NCAA tournament yet. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible we can still make it in. I don't know. They're talking about us being one of the first teams out and shit like that already. But, uh, you know, I think that's what the uh, Tar Heels thrive on. That's what we like. We like that extra pressure. Um. Anyway, yeah, um, that's pretty exciting, I guess. Uh, end of the season's coming up, and it's been a quick one. Time just flies these days. Goes by when you're having fun. Um, yeah, man. Hope everybody's okay. Hope your week's been good. I've been uh, watching the rain the past couple of days. It's been very rainy, kind of chilly. Um, but everything sure is blooming and coming out. Springtime is upon us. And uh, allergies are kicking, and here we go. Before you know it, it'll be summertime. We'll be talking and bitching and complaining about it being too hot. But, uh, you know, that shit happens quick. Oh, what else is happening? What else is happening? Alex Murdaugh. Holy shit, that son of a bitch got found guilty in three hours. They started deliberating last night, and that son of a bitch was, elite, uh, was uh, pronounced guilty <laughs> last night. So, um, yeah, sentencing this morning, and I uh, can't wait to see what happens in that uh, whole thing after this. I mean, it's pretty wild. It's a pretty wild story. I mean, the uh, prosecutor in that case was mentored by Alex Murdaugh's father, which is pretty pretty wild. Um since his family's been the prosecuting attorneys for the last, you know, fucking 50 years, 40 years over there in that county. And now, uh, you know, he just got prosecuted by somebody that was trained by his father. It's wild. It's fucking wild, wild story. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, he took out that insurance policy on his uh, place there. And then his, I mean, I swear, I think he killed that woman, his housekeeper, and then he killed his fucking wife and son because they were going to say something about it. I think they were using that to blackmail him. And um, I think they threatened to tell that he fucking killed them and made them be made them be quiet. And I don't know. He's facing like, I think they said like 400 fucking different, I don't know, maybe 40 different charges. I forget. It was a lot of goddamn charges for fraud and uh, you know all kinds of financial shit. It's fucking wild, man. Fucking wild. So yeah, Alex Murdoch shit. That that was one hell of a wild story, man. I, that's you know what fucking people do, man. It's oftentimes the case, you know, you, somebody snaps and kills their fucking family. It seems to be come around more often these days. It's a trip. But uh, yeah, what else is happening on the? Uh, Let's see, the Idaho murderers, that dude, the guy they think they killed those fucking people out there in Idaho, and they done searched his parents' house and found gloves and fucking masks. 
Uh, so now I think they're starting to look at other murders that maybe happened where he went into college before. I think this motherfucker was maybe killing people before this and taking classes and learning how to get, you know, get away with this kind of shit. What I'm, that's what I'm picking up on anyway. That's alleged. I, I could be totally wrong about that. And most likely am. I'm most likely wrong. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Pretty wild shit with that cat. I can't wait to see what all develops with that. That's interesting as hell. I've been using that word too much. i got to stop that. I'm catching myself saying interesting. What the fuck is wrong with me? I've never used that word a lot. Um, I guess since I don't know what else to say about it, I'm worried about liabilities. I'm like, like I'm fucking somebody. Nobody, you know. I got like, you know, my listeners. I'm in like seven countries now, which is fucking awesome. Um, can't believe there's people that have actually heard me talking about stuff um, over there, and uh, that's pretty neat, man. Iran and fucking Australia, Great Britain. I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm everywhere you want to be, Hank Hill. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, these murders, it's all the time happening, so who knows. I already talked about Mars and the mothers against, uh, assault rifles. Um, so we'll see what that does. <laughs> that was meant to make people laugh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that it will not, uh, mobilize people. I'm certainly not capable of doing anything like that. Um, Woody Harrelson, uh, he went on SNL talking about the, uh, this crazy story that he uh, read this script. I threw the script away. You know, this drug company, this drug cartel keeps making people buy their drugs and take them over and over again. And yes, yeah, so now, now Woody's anti-vax. Uh, everybody hates Woody now. Uh, what strange times we're living in. Everybody's looking for the villain. You got to blame somebody for saying something that might influence somebody. It's, oh, no. Heaven forbid. It's interesting. Yeah, there, God damn it. All right. It's interesting, yeah. It's interesting I keep saying that. I'm going to fucking chop my tongue off. But yeah, people are definitely afraid to speak their mind, and uh, I'm sure he went off the uh, script. I'm sure that probably wasn't... I'm sure Lorne didn't uh, pass that. Uh, so that, that's pretty hilarious, Woody Harrelson. I mean, and the fact that that got attention, just some silly shit like that on Saturday Night Live is, is just funny that people are uh, paying attention to that shit. Uh, Dilbert, old Scott Adams. I remember when I uh, did an episode talking about him on, um, what was it? News radio. <laughs> and, uh, what's his fucking face? Andy Dick kept talking about Dilbert, how much he just thought Dilbert was so funny and Scott Adams. And now... The shit Scott Adams said was like, holy shit. I first heard him talking about it, and I was like, surely he's not saying crazy racist shit. And then you listen to it, and stuff he's saying is like, he he's he's so out of touch, he doesn't know what he's saying is racist. It's fucking, it's kind of entertaining for some white dude like me. I'm sure it's not entertaining to uh, black people or anyone else of color. And uh, I was just like, wow, listen to this motherfucker go, just saying crazy shit. Oh, goddamn. It was pretty wild. Um, yeah, just get away from black people. That's it. Just move into your, into your white neighborhood <laughs> behind your gated fucking, holy shit, man. The stuff he was saying was pretty, pretty mind-blowing. I was... Uh, I was impressed with his inability to uh, be self-aware. Uh, 
And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like that at once in my life. I was young and ignorant as fuck and didn't think about things from other people's perspective, just looked at shit from my own and certainly said stupid shit to people at parties and stuff, drunk, being dumb. You know, long-haired white boy talking about, I know what it means to be black. It's like, come on, man. That was just me being angry at, you know, like, just trying to express that straight Christian white people look down their noses at everyone was, you know, my point. It's not that, that you know, I know what it's like to be black. I was just taking it to an extreme for, um, you know, to get a rise out of someone because, you know, you're drunk and you're being stupid. But, of course, I realize that's, you know, I have no idea what it's like at all. And, you know, I recently heard a buddy of mine talking about he didn't believe there was white privilege. But, you know, people don't reckon, they don't think what they're talking about is um, white privilege. I mean, I equated to like when I was growing up being drunk and speeding and doing stupid shit and getting let go by the cops a lot. Um, growing up in a small town and being a white boy, I figure I got let go a lot more than I would have if I was black, and that's what I consider to be white privilege. But some people don't think that, and yeah, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I certainly didn't have anybody like handing me some money or anything because I was white or giving me opportunities. I don't think that. Um, but I definitely think that I would have gone to jail uh, several times where I got let go had I been, uh, you know, a black dude. So, anyway, just, um, it's real easy to lose, uh, you know, sight of how other people might see things. And I certainly don't think I'm above that. I certainly do the same shit. I'm not throwing stones at anyone in case any of my friends hear this and get mad at me. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Um, just saying, you know. Just expressing my feelings and my thoughts. And uh, this is my podcast, so I'm free to do that. And um, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, Scott Adams, crazy racist shit. And uh, I think he just doesn't even realize what kind of crazy shit he was saying. But uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. What else is going on? I was checking out some shit about Nikola, Nikolai, Nikola, Nik- Nikola, Nikola Tesla. I always am intrigued by that guy, and uh, I always love stuff like the uh, pyramids and all ancient stuff in Egypt. I was always fascinated by that stuff growing up. And they were talking about Tesla's um, was the Warden Warden Cliff, I think Warden Cliff Tower, Warden Cliff Tower, I think is what it's called. Um, anyway, if any of y'all have ever seen it, it's kind of like the. Uh, like a giant penis-shaped tower that he built, you know, with the giant bulbous head. Kind of like, uh, was it Bezos' rocket? Look kind of like that. And uh, evidently, he was originally going to build it 90 feet, and he thought he could transfer power from Colorado all the way to, uh, you know, the West Coast, the East Coast, New York, and California. And he got J.P. Morgan to sponsor that shit. Well... J.P. Morgan was gone, you know, traveling the world for a couple of years, as you do when you're a big-time magnate. And, you know, Tesla was trying to figure out how to send power without wires and all that shit and trans- transmit power over long periods, of, you know, long areas and um, through the air. So free energy, essentially. And, you know, not having to run it through wires and all that kind of stuff. So 
he decided to go ahead and build it 180 feet because then he decided he needed to shoot it all the way over to Europe, you know, all the way over to, to uh, Paris. So when J.P. Morgan found that out and realized what he was trying to do, really, he just cut funding to it and kind of shut all that stuff down. But what he was trying to accomplish, uh, you know, I think they figured out actually would work. He built it over an aquifer. So, excuse my fucking yawning there. It's fucking rainy, man. It's fucking rainy. God damn fucking rain. Anyways, yeah, he fucking built the shit over an aquifer and that, you know, the water in the ground acts as a conductor and it's all about resonance and it was pretty wild shit. At any rate, his whole theory come from what he thinks that the pyramids were and all these things, all the pyramids are like on the 30th parallel or some shit right between the equator and the North Pole and it's electromagneticism and all this crazy shit. A lot of it seems pretty, pretty crazy and far-fetched and out there. And but it is interesting that he cut funding, J.P. Morgan, and he had rubber trans, you know, rubber plantations for creating insulators for wires and you know timber for poles. And so he didn't want there to be wireless transmittal of power and uh, stuff. So that's pretty fucking far out, you know, when you think about that. Maybe he was on to something and J.P. Morgan was like, this crazy son of a bitch is on to something. Well, let's just shut this shit down right now and start giving money to his competitors, which is what he did. He gave money to uh, uh, Edison and Marconi. So it's pretty fucking wild stuff, man. And the pyramids evidently are built on the same principle where he built the Wardenclyffe Towers on the... Same principles as what he said the pyramids were. And they talk about the pyramids, how it was, they're right, right on the river. You've got the tunnels down below that they don't know what those did. And it seems if those things were filled with water, it really allows it to uh, generate energy, apparently. The water, the Nile will flow through there, almost working like a generator. The interior walls are made with uh, granite and stuff, which transfers the electricity or the power, electromagnetic power. The outside is limestone, so that's like an insulator. The top was gold or copper, I guess. So that would be, um, you know, a conductor, a really excellent conductor to bring points of uh, energy together. It's pretty fucking wild to think that it may have actually been a giant uh, energy generator. Um, and one of the wildest things this guy had uh, was showing patterns. This other guy that I, this other video I saw. So I'm assuming that you guys know, and if you don't know, you can go out there and watch many videos of it where they take like a sheet of thin sheet of metal and they put these like graphite shavings on it or something. And then they um, play a certain tone, a certain tone of Hertz or whatever it is. And the different tones, the resonance creates different geometrical patterns upon the out of the, everything it just vibrates and they go into these different shapes and this cat was showing how some of these stone circles that are all over the planet are actually, they weren't made by man, but they were made during the forming of the earth from the, you know, many times when the earth has been hit by stuff from the, from space, you know, the earth will ring like a bell because of the earth, you know, being liquid at the center. Um, the earth will ring like a bell evidently. Um, so when it gets hit by like a large, asteroid or anything so throughout time you know in the history of 
unless, unless of course you're a Christian and you believe that the earth is like 6,000 years old or a Jew then, or Muslim, then you know, not, I guess I'm not talking to you. So for the rest of us, the earth will ring like a bell. And those hurts, he said, created those different shapes on the earth, which is pretty wild because you look at the those experiments they do and it's the exact same. I mean, it was fucking far out. So at any rate, looking down on the earth from, from up above, you know, giving that different perspective, bringing it back to, uh, you know, how hard it is to sometimes see from other people's perspective. Um, the change of perspective can you know, make all the difference in the world and as far as being enlightening of uh, knowledge. So... When they look down on the pyramids, you know, there's all the little buildings, I think, you know, before that was slaves built it, and now they don't think it was slaves, but skilled workers that built it, and they lived in these houses around it. But I don't think they have found any evidence that people actually lived in those houses. I could be wrong about that. Um, I probably am wrong. Again, I don't know everything. Um, I mean, when you're looking down from above... And you look at the grid of those things and where the pyramids are and how they're shaped and everything. It looks just like when you look down upon a microprocessor chip, like your computer chips and stuff. The way that it's laid out and like the um, the temples, a lot of the temples in Egypt apparently are laid out. We you know we wonder why they had the temples were built so close together. Like the the pillars, they're not engineeringly, structurally, that doesn't make sense. I mean, the pillars are ginormous and they're very close together. It's not necessary to hold the weight. And so, But when you look down on those things, they absolutely look like computer chips. It's fucking weird, man. It's very fucking weird. And <laughs> it seems to me that there must be something there. It's, I mean, you know, God damn it. Can we not glean some type of knowledge from that, even if it's not, you know. Like, apparently those geometric shapes like that those fucking things, that's how they do, like, cutting through metal with a laser. That beam, it's like, a, it's running at a hertz, that laser is, and that's what's cutting through the metal, like, within a second. And what if that's how they cut stone or some shit with that, man? They had, there's so much shit we don't know. We have no fucking idea. I love Graham Hancock says we're a species with amnesia. It's a very accurate uh, description. We have no idea what's happened in the past, and, and religion has certainly, in my opinion, been created to... Uh, you know, to fill in a lot of holes where we don't have answers. You just got to have faith. You got to have faith, 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 ah, baby. Oh, so, you know, you got to have that faith. Believe in something that you can't see. That shit's hard for me to do. Uh, you'd think I was from Missouri, like I'm from the show me state, but I'm not. I'm not from Missouri. No sir, buddy. What else did I want to talk about today? I feel like there were some other things I wanted to bring up. Control! Oh, yeah, control. What is control? Who's got control? Is it all an illusion? We all want to be in control of our own lives, are we? Are we really? Most of us go to a job and work for somebody else. We go through our life feeling like we got control. Or we go through life uh, trying to control other people so much that it makes us miserable. Trying to control situations we can't control. Trying to control people. Trying to control animals. We try to control the fucking weather. Hell, some of us can't control a car. <laughs> I've been known to not be able to control one a few times myself. But, uh, yeah. 
looking at the way the world is changing right now, how quickly everything is changing. You know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to try to do a podcast. I can see the TV is dying pretty quick. Wanted to get my feet in here and try to learn how to do something different in this new world that's coming. And um, it's interesting, man. Oh, there it is again. Son of a bitch. I'm gonna fuck, God damn, motherfucker, shit, God damn. It's, uh, it's, uh, Definitely the times are changing. I wonder, you know, if I was a conspiracy theorist type person, I would definitely think that the entire COVID thing was uh, manufactured to slow everybody down, um, get everybody to go home for a while and then come back out and they can be like, oh, see, well, the, well, this is just how we do things now after COVID. Kind of like after 9-11, you just have to do things now because we need to be safe. And it's just, uh, you know, I, 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 it's kind of you know, when... When the horse and buggy went out and you had cars, there was a huge, huge change for people. You know, the entire Industrial Revolution was a huge change for people that were, you know, farmers dragging a fucking a yoke <clears throat> with an ox or a mule <clears throat> out there trying to plow the fucking earth and grow some shit to feed their kids. <clears throat> then you got all this other, this industrial age. Well, now we're moving into a technological age and a lot of these jobs are just going away and they can't just tell people they're going to go away. It's hard to make people do something like that, to give up what they already had just because they're asked to. It's almost like you have to have a, a global situation to get everybody to get on board with a new thing. So... All those jobs that I did growing up are going away. You know, there's not going to be but so many people that build houses and shit. I know people say they always got to build houses and stuff, but I mean, you can't just keep building houses and keep having people. Something's got to give eventually. And I don't know what that is or how that goes about. But I know the way things are going don't seem to be working very well. There's a lot of unhappy people. <clears throat> how else do you explain mass shootings going on every fucking day and this continuous cycle of war I mean we're never stopping we just continue to give money to the military complex and we don't give money to educating our people we don't give money to healthcare I love that Zelensky was talking about we're gonna America will have to send their sons and daughters over there to fight and I was thinking boy he sure doesn't know Americans very well you think we're going to send our troops over there to fight now and then against Russia too right so that's they just pulled out of the nuclear agreement I mean there's so much shit going on in the world right now it's hard to look at without you know be optimistic um, I wonder what's going to happen in the next 20 years I'm, I'm curious to see how things play out um, hopefully it'll go well <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in humanity. I figure there's a lot of selfishness going on. We got Marjorie Taylor Greene, that crazy bitch, talking about a national divorce. I thought it was one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Apparently, she thinks the founding fathers, you know, they set it, set it up for us to have a divorce. I mean, these people actually believe the shit they say. I, I just don't know. Ooh, here's a good one, y'all. I'm going to pull from the cup. Let's give something here on a positive note today. We're ending on a positive note. What are five things that you are thankful for? Hmm, what are five things I'm thankful for? 
I'm thankful for my friends who often keep me in check, make sure my ego doesn't get too big when I start thinking I know everything or anything like that. They always let me know that I don't. So they're often there for me and other times too. I'm being kind of a smart ass about that, but uh, I am very thankful for my friends. I have some very good people in my life and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful I'm pretty healthy for, you know, dude that's falling apart. I mean, I've just been hard on my body. I can't help that. And my mental state, I'm working on that as much as I can. You know, working through and processing through all this shit. Maybe someday I'll be able to get off all the medication I'm taking. I really hate having to take all that shit. I'm sure it can't be good for me to take all the time. Oh, what else am I thankful for? Thankful for my wife. She's fucking awesome. She treats me good. She takes care of me very well. She's a sweetheart. She's smart. She's funny as hell. And I'm very thankful for that. Thankful for the house I've got where I live. It's a nice, peaceful spot. I don't have anybody, no neighbors bothering me. So I'm very thankful for that. That's four things I'm thankful for. What's one more thing I'm thankful for? I said all my friends, my wife, my home, my health. Shit, man. Thankful the earth is still turning. We ain't killed ourselves yet. (laughs) Thankful I didn't die from COVID. Thankful uh, none of my friends, close friends, died from COVID. So we made it through that. Now hopefully nobody will die from getting 14,000, you know, things they didn't need maybe. I don't know. We'll find out about that in the long run, I guess. It'll all come out in the wash, as they say. But anyways, there was five things I'm thankful for. And uh, happy Friday, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. Go Tar Heels. Maybe we can beat the Blue Devils tomorrow. That would be fantastic. Um, And uh, hopefully John Jones will get beat in the fucking UFC because he's finally coming back. And what a douche that dude is. If he quotes one more Bible verse, I think I'm going to puke. Anyway, thanks for listening to Tales from the Tar Heel State. You guys fucking come check in with me on uh, Monday. And uh, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be good at it.